there are two schools of thought on the subject that I'm going to share today. And the reason that there are two schools of thought is because one school needs to get educated. Well, buckle up. I'm going to get you some education on how to get customers to pay your price. Here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. You can overcome adversity. You don't have to be beaten down. Stephen has learned the hard way. And after becoming successful, he's ready to help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so that you can have the life and business you want. I know how it feels like whenever you just want to quit and say, forget it, I'm done. To overcome adversity, you have to lean in and not pull back. Engage. This is Pull Up and Thrive. And now your host, Stephen Caps. I'm part of several different Facebook groups in various industries. And no matter what I post, I always get hate. I mean, I could post a picture of puppies and I would get hate. And if you know me personally, if you're a friend of mine, you know that I love to help people. I love to help and coach and encourage and say, hey, you can do this too. I, I know it's hard and I, and I know that you may be struggling now, but you can make it. You can do it. You can overcome. But I post in these groups and oh my word, I get hate I get hate, but hey, haters are going to hate. Aristotle said, if you don't want criticism, say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing. Well, I'm not going to stop because this show is all about you. This is me helping you. I have made more mistakes than most, and this show is about helping you avoid those same mistakes that I made. I'm going to unpack the nuts and bolts of how you, too, can get your price. Number one, I know, all right, this is going to blow your mind. Do you have your pencils and paper ready to go? Because you have to write this down. This one is going to be out there so beyond anything that you've ever heard. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Number one, show up. That's it show up. That is 50%, if not more, of being successful in business. You have to show up. You have to answer the phone. You have to return phone calls. You have to return emails. You have to get people quotes. It blows my mind that people won't show up. You want to be successful in business? You want to crush it? You want to dominate your marketplace? Show up. If you say that you're going to be there at 3, be there at 2.50. If you say that you are going to call someone back, call them back. If they email you, email them back. I am beyond words that people will not show up. I am having some work done right now and paying someone a lot of money, and they won't return phone calls. They won't return emails. They won't return uh, text messages show up. Maybe they got my business this time, but this is it. It's over. I am breaking up with you because the problem is you show up. And I'm, oh, 
it it is just beyond my mental comprehension why people will not show up. You want to dominate your market? You want to make tons of money? Show up. If you can do that, you will be so far beyond everyone else. And I am not I am not even exaggerating. I have been in the gate business for over 18 years and we've gotten so much work because we just showed up. And I don't know how many times that I've heard over and over and over and over whenever we showed up or we answered the phone or we gave someone a price and they say, I have been trying to get a price for six months. Well, see, now it's not about the price. Now their need is to get this job done and no one will show up. So, so now they're beyond frustrated and they find someone who shows up, answers the phone, gives them a price. And now there's not so much price sensitive because they've called 10 other people and nobody shows up. So you, you show up and you're their savior. That is one thing that you can do to get your price. And number two, you have to present your product or service to a qualified buyer. If you're wanting to do high-end work, you have to present your product or service to a high-end buyer. Does the person have the money? Do they have the time? Do they have the authority to make the purchase? Do they need what you're selling? If you are selling home warranties, you're not talking to people who are renting an apartment. You have to talk to qualified buyers. So if you're doing a lot of low-end work right now, change who you're talking to because they may love it. They, they may want it, but they don't have the money to pull the trigger to pay for your service. Now, something that we do in the gate business to qualify someone is, I want a gate. Oh, hey, great. How soon are you ready to start? And if they say in five or six years, they're not a qualified buyer now. If they say, well, I'm uh, trying to be around $1,500, well, they're not a qualified buyer. I'm not mad at them. They're just not a qualified buyer. Now, if you do lots of quotes or bids, and someone wants a bid on something, ask them, what is your budget? And lots of times they won't tell you. Well, I don't know. I don't even know how much it costs, which maybe that's a true statement. Maybe they don't know. If you know that this project will be at least X amount of money, you can say this job will be somewhere be between five and $10,000. And that didn't take any thought. And they may say, oh, whoa, that's way more money than I want to spend. You just qualified the buyer. Rather than spending hours and hours and hours doing a bid, you just qualified the buyer. Something that is very simple to do. Number three, be professional. Being professional is more than just wearing a polo shirt. It is the entire package. How do you talk? Are you clean? Are you freshly bathed? Are you clean cut? Is a shirt tucked in? Do you look like that you just crawled out from under a rock? Well, people don't care about that. They care about the quality of my work. 
Well, if they haven't hired you, they don't know the quality of your work. Well, God knows my heart, and people just judge. Yes, you are correct. People judge. Whenever you go to meet with a potential client, if you're doing this in person, they have had lots of past experiences that they're judging you and me and everyone else by. You have to do things that can check off those boxes in their mind. Whenever you are clean, professional, you know what you're talking about, you're able to set them at ease. You have to have a rapport with them, and you have to do that very quickly. You have to be relatable. You have to be able to speak to people. Now, if there's something about your appearance that really sticks out, like your haircut, a ponytail, a mohawk, piercings, if we were hanging out at the lake or something like that, I wouldn't care. I don't care if you have a mohawk. I don't care if you have purple hair. But if you're coming into my home to do work, I would care. And most people do. So if there's anything obvious about your appearance that could potentially be negative, fix it. Cut your hair, wear a hat, get that chipped tooth fixed. So something that we do is that we have uniforms. We have name tags with our pictures on them. So whenever we show up to their house, they, they know that we're really who we say we are. If we're going into people's houses, we have boot covers. We hired a plumber after the blizzard of 2021 we had a gas leak and we did not have gas at our house for eight weeks because every plumber was busy fixing busted pipes. We finally got someone to show up because they're all busy and they gave us a price, which was a very high price, but they showed up. They were the only ones to show up and they were high. So we went with them, gave them money. They did the job. The workmanship was fabulous, but they left our house a disaster. They tracked in mud and grass and debris from outside and left greasy handprints on the doors and on the door jams. After they left, it took us 45 minutes to clean up. So yes, they did quality work. We will probably not call them back again. With the boot covers, even people who say, no, it's, no, it's not a big deal, we do it anyways because it is a big deal. They see that you care, and that adds more value in their mind towards you and your company because we want repeat business. We want their business over and over and over again. So name tags and uniforms, boot covers, and we clean up after ourselves. In fact, we leave their home or their property cleaner than what we found it. We pick up trash that isn't ours and we throw it away. If you can do these things, these things seem so insignificant. Now, nothing that I have mentioned really cost any money yet. We haven't spent any money, but we are building incredible value with the customer. If you're not dealing with people in their homes or on their property, but it's on the phone or email, be professional. Don't use foul language. Don't drop the F-bomb. You know, it may be great with people that you run with, and that's great. I don't care. I do not care. 
But whenever you're talking to someone on the phone, just don't assume that that's how they talk or tell a off-color joke. It is unbelievable. Or a racist joke. It is beyond believable. The things that people say and they don't think. They don't think. Because you're a certain race or color or you're from a certain area of town that you think how they think. Well, I don't. Okay? So be professional. Number four, have a system how you go to people's homes, how you deal with your customers. This is super important. I uh, needed some work done on my house and I called another contractor to get a second price. And he was wearing a polo shirt, so he, quote, was professional, but it's beyond that shirt. How do you carry yourself? How do you present your pricing? If you're going to give me a price on a roof that is higher than your competition, you have to justify your higher price in a way that is not inside language. What I mean by inside language is Talk to me in layman's terms that I can understand. This is how we do it, and this is how our competition does it. You have to lay out the reason why you deserve more money. With the handyman business, we have a whole system. From the time that we get to the house until we give the person the final price, it is all systematized. Whenever we pull up to the house and we park, The first question we ask the customer, is where we parked at okay? Because if it's not, they probably won't say anything, but it'll bug them. So all these little things that we're doing, we are overcoming the hurdles that we will face in the end. In our uh, presentation, we let them know that we have a $2 million general, general liability policy. So we're insured. All of our employees are background checked. So we're answering all the internal questions as we're approaching the point to where we give them the price. Whenever we give them the price, and it's higher than maybe another price that they've gotten, but we showed up. We are clean. We are a professional. They feel like they can trust us because of the things that we have laid out in the system, which, number five, be clean. Most customers do not know the difference between a good job and a bad job. But they know, did you show up on time? Did you do what you would say that you would do? And did you clean up after yourselves? We leave the customer's property cleaner than when we found it. Number six, stand behind your service or product. The more work that you do, the more chances of something going wrong. Make it right. Don't make excuses, make it right. If you want to be the low-cost provider your whole life, don't make it right. Even if it wasn't your fault, make it right. Because if the customer feels like it was your fault, it's your fault. Stand behind your service or product. And number seven, what is the customer's pain point? Why do they want this service or product? You have to ask questions and understand what their pain point is. I went and looked at a job a few uh, days ago, and there were two or three things that we quoted on, but there was one thing that was a pain point. 
Oh, they were so agitated by this one thing. You have to identify their pain point because people will buy and they will pay more money if you can solve their pain. So solve your customer's pain. What is important to them? Not to you. What is important to them? And you figure that out by asking lots of questions. I don't care how many years experience you have. There are guys that they believe that there's two ways to do something, their way and the wrong way. Whenever we go and visit a customer or we're on the phone with a customer, we have to find out what their pain point is. This is not about you. This is about your customer. If we could shut up long enough, we can listen and hear and understand what their pain point is. Because again, if we can solve their pain, they will pay a greater price. Okay, number eight. This ties everything together because if you can't do number eight, you just need to quit. Let me just be very honest with you. Maybe you're not in your head and you're agreeing with what I'm saying, but if you can't do number eight, you just need to quit. People want to be served. Being served or service is a lost art. You cannot hardly go anywhere and get service. And I am, I am telling you the truth. You go into a restaurant to be served and you're standing there for 10 minutes and no one even acknowledges that you're even there. And then they finally seat you and you sit for another 10 minutes before anyone even comes by your table. And then the waitress or the waiter is annoyed that you're even there. Whenever you're able to serve and you have a system and you're doing all these things that I'm talking about, these things are important to your customer. Okay, remember, this is not about you and what is important to you. This is about what is important to that customer. Because if you can identify those pain points, if you can listen and understand what their real need is, maybe they called you because they have a bathroom that they want to have painted. But that really isn't their pain point. Their real pain point is the last contractor they hired ripped them off and they did a bad job. But if you're not asking the questions, if you're not listening, then you're not serving them. Because if you find that pain point, you will know, okay, if I can check all of the boxes that are in their mind, can I trust this person? Are they going to do a good job? Am I going to pay more than what they said it would be? Identify those pain points and serve the customer, and you can get your price. Now, let me say this. If you are charging a premium price, no matter what your industry is, you better bring it. You better serve that customer with excellence. Zig Ziglar said, if you serve enough people, you will never have to worry about money. Philippians 2.5 2, says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Drop down to verse 7, and it says, But made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself the form of a servant. We are there to serve. 
We're in business for one reason, and that is to serve. And if we can show up, present our service or product to a qualified customer, be professional, have a system, be clean, stand behind our product, identify the customer's pain, and serve them, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hopefully I brought you value. Hopefully I served you. And hopefully I was clean. Hopefully. Yeah, not too bad. Remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe. I'm Stephen Caps. Until next time, you're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.